It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I believe this will be our last show um, with me in Ohio. Looking forward to getting back into uh, the studio at the Auburn Network. But uh, I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thanks for being flexible with me. Uh, a lot of guests this week have been flexible, including you, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer on this Ferg Friday. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How pumped are you to actually have something to cover starting Monday when spring practice starts? Yeah. I mean, it's been a weird week, you know. You know, Auburn basketball season comes to an end. There's usually an overlap, and it's usually a really busy time for us who, you know, cover – Auburn football and Auburn basketball trying yes. to trying to manage both but you know we got a week to kind of prep ourselves and 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 hit it full full speed on uh, on Monday and I think that's I think that's a good uh, you know fortunate bit of timing for us because this is the one spring practice I think you need to really really uh, get excited about uh, coverage wise because there's a whole lot we don't know and how it's going to go down and all that stuff just because it's Brian Harson's first. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess thank you to Justin Powell for giving us a little bit of news to hold us over this yeah. week. You got any before we jump into spring stuff, you got any thoughts on that? I was surprised. I was surprised um, just because I thought Powell with a natural point guard next season, if he was able to make a full recovery, uh, would have been a really big weapon for Auburn next year. And I know I don't know if he'd necessarily have been a starter or, or not, um, just depending on how quickly he came back. But I mean, the dude's a great catch and shoot man. Um, it's an interesting time. It's interesting timing for Auburn. You know, a lot of people are wondering who's all going to come back. You have one guy leave, um, you know, in the backcourt, Auburn will be fine. I mean, at the two guard spot, they will have, uh, Jamal Johnson back. They'll have Devin Cambridge back. Trey Alexander is, is a really good recruit that'll, that'll play there as well. So like, they're going to be fine from a, from a personnel standpoint at that, at that particular position. It just makes me wonder kind of what Auburn does with that last, uh, scholarship, um, you know, you know, and I guess two, if, if Sharif Cooper ends up going to the NBA, um, they're going to have some flexibility now, but, uh, yeah, I was, I, I was kind of surprised and, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see where he goes next because, uh, the talk right now is around, uh, Kentucky and Louisville, yeah. um, trying to get back closer to home, which, um, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm sure at one point we're going to hear, you know, his kind of reasoning for why he left, but you know, you, you have that injury and you were away from the team and we're kind of unable to do anything for a while in a year like this one, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you tried to get back closer to home, especially with things starting to look like it's going to get better and open it up uh, with, with vaccines and all that from the pandemic. Sure. All right, so let's uh, let's turn our focus to a little football action with spring stuff starting on Monday, Justin. I, I want to go through each position, and we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on each position, um, but if we could each kind of throw out a name that would be worth kind of keeping an ear out for or keeping an eye on in regards to, you know, maybe guys that can make moves within that position. So let's start at the natural position to start first at with quarterback. Um, obviously, Bo Nix is is the guy unless something crazy happens. But in your mind, could a guy other than Bo Nix make a storyline here? D Davis or maybe Grant Loy holding on to that backup spot? 
Yeah, I think it's got to be Demetrius Davis because, you know, the most popular position, uh, the most popular player on any college football team year in and year out is the backup quarterback, right? And especially one like Demetrius Davis, potentially, um, because of, you know, what he was coming out of high school. Um, this is one of the most decorated high school players ever, right? Uh, especially coming out from the state of Texas. Uh, he's got an electric kind of game to him. You watch him on film, and it, it, he's a lot of fun to watch. And I know Auburn fans are wondering, you know, when will this guy be our our, our guy? And some might say, you know, maybe he could push Bo Nix uh, for a starting job uh, this spring. And I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Harson and Mike Bobo and that crew comes in in spring ball and says, hey, uh, every spot's up for grabs. We're a new staff. We're, you know, everybody's going to compete. Wouldn't be surprised to hear that. But like you said, it would take a lot to knock Nix off the top spot. But I'm really interested to see how Davis um, kind of meshes in as an early enrollee, as such a highly touted early enrollee. And I think, you know, once we get to, uh, you know, spring, uh, the spring game, when you get to A-Day, um, I think a lot of people are going to be really interested to see what he can do, um, both running the ball and throwing the ball, because he's going to be, he's going to kind of get that Malik Willis shine, that Jeremy Johnson shine of the past, where it's like, if you're not, the number one guy people are always looking forward to the future especially quarterback yeah. and if you've got some got some you know natural gifts about you early on in your career i think people are gonna be really interested yeah yeah so i, I agree with you i definitely think uh, davis is the guy to watch at the quarterback position uh as far as running back obviously there's been a lot of talk about tank there's been a lot of talk about you know devin barrett moving back to that running back position but my guy to watch at the running back position justin is Sean Shivers. I mean, radio mm. silence from him or, you know, just with chatter about him. But, I mean, he, he was the first guy to receive touches last year. I mean, I, they really saw him as an SEC caliber back last year going into the season. It's going to be fun to see how Harson and Bobo view a guy like Sean Shivers, which, you know, looking at his size, obviously isn't a traditional bell cow running back in the SEC. So I want to see what Shivers does. Yeah, and if you look back at Brian Harson's run at, at Boise State, uh, they had you know that a thousand yard rusher streak uh, even longer than the one Auburn had that Auburn fans you know held in pretty high regard for a while. And he had a variety of types of running backs, and he had some smaller guys, maybe not as small as Sean is, but you know some smaller guys be able to to make things happen uh, just playing in this scheme and this style. I'm very interested to see him. You know, we also seen him try to catch the ball a little bit more out of the backfield the last couple of seasons. That's an area where, uh, you know, Harson's offense and Bobo's offense in the past, they like to use the running back a lot more in, in, in the receiving game. We know Tank Bigsby has that ability. He showed it in high school. Shivers is the one they've been trying to really build up around it. So, yeah, I really like uh, I really like that that pick because, you know, Shivers, even if he's not the number one guy, which I don't think anybody expects him to be because of how good Tank was last year. Right. Um, he's going to he's going to play a key role. I think he's going to play a key role. And he is a leader, a veteran on an offense that especially at the skill positions does not have a ton of those. All right, let's uh, let's go to wide receiver here. Everybody's talking about kind of the projected big three with Canyon and Capers and Hudson. I'm just kind of digging a little bit deeper, but what about a guy like uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr.? Garnered mm -hmm. a lot of excitement when he came in. You know, wasn't a surprise that we didn't really see him a whole lot last year, but you talk about elite speed. We had Anthony Schwartz on the show earlier in the week, and he talked about Malcolm Johnson Jr. being, you know, a, a super fast guy, could possibly replace him in that kind of role. So Malcolm Johnson is my guy. Do you have another receiver that's kind of been buried on the depth chart that could make some moves? 
Yeah, you picked uh, you picked Malcolm Johnson. I thought that was a really good one because you know he he has that elite speed. He is he reclassified, so this is a dude who got a year early to kind of just adjust to the college game. I think he could be in line for something big. I'm really interested to see you know what a dude like Javarius Johnson brings to the table. Yeah. Um, this is a guy that uh, a lot of Auburn fans were probably excited about when he came in. He was super productive at Hewitt Trustful. Um, he's got that kind of Ryan Davis type of role to him. That's what they kind of pitched him on at Auburn. Um, and we haven't seen him a lot. He's been injured and, 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 you know, there was a lot of dudes ahead of him in the depth chart last season, but he, you know, Auburn's got so many guys at wide receiver this year that are, you know, kind of fit the same kind of archetype, you know, taller, faster guys. This is a little, a, a little dude who can be, who can be very twitchy. Um, he's got really explosive speed when he, when he gets in, in, into open space. Um, I, I'm very curious to see how he, you know, handles the change in the, in, in the style, the change of the coaching staff, um, because I think he's got something to him uh, that he can provide a different dimension that some of these guys can't. And, uh, you know, how much does, does, you know, Harson and, and, and Bobo, um, you know, value that. So I'm, I'm, I got my eye on Javarius Johnson. Also, he's worked out at punt returner the last few yeah. uh, seasons when we've seen him in, in spring ball. Um, Auburn, everybody who returned to punt for Auburn last season is gone now. So they've got to find somebody new. He might get in the mix there as well. Sure. Yeah. And he's a name that we really threw out there this time last year before you know, uh-huh. the pandemic hit. And, you know, when we thought we were having spring, he was a popular name. That a lot of people threw out there, but yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, it's wide open for him. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's super wide open for a guy like him, and I'm I'm curious to see where he fits into the picture. Um, there's a lot of those dudes that we that you mentioned earlier that I think are going to get kind of that first crack because we've seen him a lot more. Um, but you know, Johnson uh, physically, I think he's he's really got it. Let's see what he's done in his last two seasons about kind of adjusting to the college game, getting all that under him. And hopefully he can stay healthy enough where he can uh, he, he can make a big impact. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. BetOnline.ag is the best place to place your wagers in everything for sports betting and even outside of sports. All of your wagers. Football, sure it's over. Basketball is not. In fact, it's just heating up. The NHL is here as well as uh, baseball being right around the corner. BetOnline even covers things outside of sports, so head over to betonline.ag to check out everything that they offer. Hey, have you covered for the news, scores, and odds? It's the best place and the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. BetOnline.ag. You can use your mobile device, your laptop, your office computer, whatever. Just go to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up, and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. So what can folks get if they sign up if, uh, for the Auburn Observer when, when you know spring practice is starting? Kind of give us a, a peek behind the curtain of what folks can expect. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a uh, you know constant coverage, as much coverage as you can get from from um, from spring ball. What it will mostly be like if you 
if you haven't checked us out in the past, we we send out a, a, an email newsletter with our stories, um, you know, pretty much most days. Uh, and then we do so we do a couple podcasts a week as well. And so what it'll be is, you know, a lot of times you'll get into spring practice and and you know, you'll have some sort of availability of some kind um, in the afternoons or the evenings. And then a lot of people are be rushing out and and trying to, you know, write it, write their stories up and get them up at, that evening. Uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll hold them and then, uh, you know, early next morning, usually six o'clock central time, they'll be right there in your inbox. So, uh, you know, whatever you whatever you missed from the night before um and the day before when it comes to uh spring practice information we will put it right there for you in the in the newsletter and looking forward to having having some fun with that um with with just a new style of of coaching staff you know kind of learning these guys and how they fit together i think there's gonna be a lot of fascinating moving pieces when you talk about scheme and personnel uh with this new crew so we'll do that we'll have podcasts twice a week to kind of keep it keep it moving um you know cover coverage that way and then uh you know, all the way, all the way to sign it. Oh, sorry, sign today, spring game and beyond. <laughs> right. uh, we'll have a, we'll have plenty of plenty of uh, things to talk about and, and write about uh, at the Auburn Observer. So sign up six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year at auburnobserver.com, and all those things will be emailed into your inbox. Like I said, most mornings around six o'clock uh, Central Time. Yeah, yeah, awesome coverage. Say it every week, but uh, yeah, Justin, you and Painter do an outstanding job with all of that over there. All right, so uh, let's spend uh, let's spend like two seconds on the tight end position, just because I feel like we've talked. Thank you. A lot about it. Um, Frazier's my guy that could possibly make <laughs> some moves. Do you have Do you have somebody that sticks out to you? Yeah, Brandon Frazier. Just okay, because I it. mean, yeah, I think it's Brandon Frazier. Just because he's he, he's one of those guys who just gives you something that nobody else on that on that uh, that crew's got. He's six foot seven. He can jump. He's a really good receiver. Uh, I think they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot more to the tight end this year. Um, just because the wide receivers need need some extra extra help around them, and he he's the guy that I've got my eye on. Cool. All right. Yeah. And if you want to hear more tight ends, just listen to literally any Auburn podcast that anyone has done over the past three weeks. I feel like we're all talking about the tight end like crazy. <laughs> um. So uh, for offensive line, I, I'm a, I've got two guys that I really really like, uh, and it's the two JUCO guys from last year. Um. Okay. I, I think there's a chance that. Killian Zarier mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and Brendan Coffey. I think there's a chance that both those guys start. It allows you to move Ham from tackle to guard, his natural position. You got Brandon Council, and then I think Nick Brahms. That kind of you know you bring experience back at center. I think if those two JUCO tackles could really turn it on, it could totally transform this O line. Yeah, I mean, I, the, there's there's no doubt about it, Zach. I mean that that crew. Um, you know, Auburn's bringing back so much experience. And I wrote about it earlier this week at, at, at the Observer. You know, you bring back a ton of experience on the offensive line, but how much does that mean? Um, especially when you had an underwhelming performance last season. So, uh, you know, getting some new blood, shaking it up would be interesting. Uh, we know Auburn has been talking about possibly adding an offensive tackle in the graduate transfer market. I would expect that to happen after, you know, spring practices come to an end and people figure out where they are on depth charts and situation-wise across the country. But I like those two guys a lot. I, I particularly have my eye on Brennan Coffey. Not not to take anything away from Zyre because he obviously was a highly rated dude coming out of JUCO. But, I mean, Coffey, you watch him on film from junior college and you kind of see the, the 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 height and the weight and the wingspan that he's got. Yeah. I mean, he can be an absolute bully up front. Um, and, and he had a little bit of experience towards the end of last season that I think could be a boost for him in spring ball. Sure. All right, let's go to the other side of the line of scrimmage, a defensive line. This is the group that you've written about a lot and talked about a lot. Who 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 can make some moves this spring uh, to kind of figure out, you know, this new scheme that Derek Mason's bringing to Auburn? 
I'm very curious to see where, you know, one guy in particular in the trenches, and that's Zykevius Walker. You know, where does he kind of fit in to this mix? You know, they, they recruited him uh, last season as kind of like a Marlon Davidson type. And, you know, he can play defensive end, he can play defensive tackle, kind of goes back and forth between that highly rated dude coming out of high school. I think, you know, going to more of a 3-4 type of system, I think 3-4 end really, really fits him or, you know, one of those interior, more on the interior positions where he's not necessarily playing that nose spot where he's not, you know, where he's not, you know, a guy like Tyron Truesdale, but he can do some more in, inside-outside things, uh, you know, down the middle. I, I, I like his potential a lot, um, you know, at defensive, at defensive end, tackle, whatever you want to kind of move him as. And I think... Like Colby Wooden, um, like a guy like, you know, Jay Hardy, some of these athletic defensive tackles, um, you know, they've got a lot of potential in this scheme because I think it might be a better fit for them overall, um, you know, than than the traditional kind of four-man four front that uh, Auburn was running under Kevin Seal. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. We've been telling you about Built Bar, you know, the best-tasting protein bar on the planet and, uh, of course, Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best because we're in the middle of Built Bar madness. And today's matchup is actually our first of the sweetest 16. Churro Puff beat out Apple Almond Crisp in the first round. Now it takes on Cookies and Cream. That is our matchup. And no offense to Churro Puff, but Cookies and Cream, honestly, they, I think, have a solid chance of getting into the um, the Final Four. I'm actually looking at the bracket here on BuiltBar.com. They will not go to the Final Four because Peanut Butter Brownie's in the same bracket. So, that's a shame. That's a shame for uh, Cookies and Cream, but I think... Uh, I think it's better than uh, than Churro Puff. If you've got an opinion, go to BuiltBar.com or hit up their uh, their Twitter, Bar underscore Built. I've been saying that wrong. Dyslexia does not kill, but boy, it confuses. So Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Jay Ferg, let's, uh, let's talk about the linebackers. You know, it seems like there's a ton of them, and the more we talk about them, the more it's like, oh, yeah, he could find playing time. Oh, yeah, well, he could too. And then, you know, you mm-hmm. talk about guys like Derek Hall where, like, they may take up a linebacker spot on certain situations as that stud player. So, uh, in my mind, it's going to be interesting to see and hear what reports come out about Chandler Wooten. You know, is there any rust yep. there? I mean, he didn't do something for, for a year. You know, what, what does that look like? It certainly... Seems like he's being intense in practices and things like that, so and, and workouts and all that. So I don't think it's a concern, but it sounds like he's going to be a big vocal leader as well. So I, yep. I just want to I just want to hear more about what he looks like uh, with reports coming out of spring over the next few weeks. That's my guy. Uh, oh yeah, and, and Chandler Wooten, I think he's absolutely the type of guy you want to have in your in your locker room. Um, he is that vocal leader. Uh, he's a guy that is well liked among his teammates. Um, and you know, may not ever be 
a star in this system just because of how good Zacobi McLean and Owen Papo are in front of you. But man, he is a he is a quote unquote reserve that you really want um, because he's got experience and he's got a lot of leadership potential. I, I'm going to go off a little bit off the beaten path of this one. I have my eye on Cam Riley this uh, this spring. Okay, just because. He's he's one of those linebackers Auburn brought in last season, but you also saw him kind of line up on the edge a little bit more than than a guy like um you know than a guy uh like um uh, blanket I'm blanking on the names uh, all of a sudden um you know they're what not about like Cam Brown I mean Cam Brown was more in the middle of the field right 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 um a guy like uh, a guy like Desmond Tisdall sure. a guy like Wesley Steiner there's the names those guys kind of more lined up in the box they were experimenting a little bit more with Riley on the outside I think he's got that kind of build to be more of an outside linebacker he could stay at home in the box and kind of be an inside linebacker for Auburn as as they you know transform what this offense looks like but if they're playing around with moving some guys and trying them out as true outside linebackers in the system you mentioned Derek Hall and you you know they've got Echo Leota coming in and they've got uh, Dylan Brooks coming in after uh, after spring ball. Really interesting with Cam Rollins like because I think potential wise he could be kind of an X factor off the edge. Not necessarily you know that defensive end type that we thought of uh, you know coming out of high school, but a dude who's versatile enough that if they hone in his skills into one spot, I'd be very curious to see um, how he does because um, you know his his limited opportunities he had last season. I thought he I thought he did a good job, especially towards the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, 6'4", Auburn has enlisted at 209. This is last year's roster, so probably 6'4", 215, 220 going into next year. That's like, that's what every defensive coordinator wants pretty mm-hmm. much across the board. So that gives you a lot to play with. Obviously, very athletic and can do a lot of things, like you said. What about a guy like Wesley Steiner? We, you know, we heard how athletic Owen Papo was during his recruitment. Then Wesley Steiner, like, broke all of his, like, athletic, records and you know the testing that they do you know in all these camps and stuff so like what's a guy like steiner do this mm-hmm. year yeah it's fascinating because i i've i've spent a lot of this uh, off season since they hired um Derek mason thinking that man this could be huge for owen because you know you get a guy who can do everything at linebacker and this system seems to be a little bit more um you know reliant on its linebackers to do some of everything than the last system under kevin Steele. not saying that you know Kevin Steele didn't use him in a lot of different ways. He was Auburn's one of Auburn's top guys at pressuring the quarterback last season. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of anybody can blitz, anybody can drop back into coverage, anybody can move around and do anything before the snap. And I think Papo is one of those guys that, you know, kind of personifies that. Steiner, much of the same mold. And we know that they're going to want to get some of these guys, some of these younger guys, some reps this season um, and some good quality reps because – there's a good chance that you're not having either of the, your, your linebackers back next season. Um, so how do you get those guys prepared for the future? Uh, I, I like Steiner a lot. I think he has got um, I think he's got a lot of uh, potential to him. There's a lot of guys ahead of him right now, but I think when Auburn tries to experiment and change up some things they want to do at linebacker moving forward, he's one of those guys. Uh, that I think uh, can really benefit from the system change and buy himself some more playing time for the future. At corner. My guy is the same guy last year when we were doing these kind of topics going into spring. Uh, I said Nehemiah Pritchett last year because he was Noah Benogany's backup. And I'm like, we haven't seen this guy, but he's been behind Noah for two years. Let's let's kind of have some faith in him. I thought he was tremendous last year, but can he hold off that number two corner spot? Because I think we all believe Roger McCreary is still going to be, you know, your ace on the other side. But can he hold off, you know, Jalen Simpson and 
and uh, Marco Domio, like, can he can he kind of keep that spot? Can he keep his job? Because there is just so much depth at corner for Auburn next year. Yeah, there's so much depth. Nehemiah Pritchett last season was one of the most productive uh, corners in all of college football in terms of being disruptive. That means, you know, breaking up passes, um, low uh, completion percentage when he was targeted, uh, tackling guys quickly as soon as they as soon as they did make catches. I mean, he was a very physical, played through the man kind of kind of type of corner. Drake Shutt Miller, who doesn't come in until after spring ball, was right behind him, uh, right. the transfer out of West Virginia. So, like, you're absolutely right. There's a ton. Ton, ton, ton of competition there. You mentioned Domeo. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, several other guys. They bring in a corner and Kamal Haddon from junior college. They've got some younger guys coming up. Um, just curious to see where, uh, if, if I had to throw out a name there that I'm, I I got my eye on, because I think he's got some moving around potential um, in, in this position, is Eric Reed. Eric Reed mm. uh, was a backup last season for Auburn uh, at corner. Towards the end of the season, we got to see him a lot more. I think he's got some versatility that you can move him around to different spots if you want to. A highly rated dude. Auburn really pushed hard to get him out of Louisiana. Um, and, you know, I, I think that with so much uh, so much at cornerback, you know what you're getting in Pritchett and you know what you're getting in in, uh, in McCreary and you know what you're bringing in in a guy like Drayshon Miller. Um, there might be some opportunities for guys to carve out different types of roles. And uh, for some reason, just Eric Reed kind of stands out to me when I've been going through the step chart this offseason. All right, then our, our last position that we'll talk about, safety. Ladarius Tennyson's a guy I'd like to hear reports of him kind of getting reps at safety. I think that'd be fun to see him next to Smoke Monday. I'm a mm-hmm. little skeptical that's going to happen. I'm curious to see what they do with that nickel roll. Do they use a third corner? Do they keep Tennyson there? That'll be fun to see and talk about. So um, Tennyson's a guy, and then just for you know the sake of conversation, I think Chris Thompson uh, Jr., You know, I, I was really excited about him coming out of high school. Um, I, I look forward to seeing more of him this year than we did last year. And I think he's got a chance to start at that other safety position. I, I, you know, I, every year I seem to like pick one or two guys where I'm like, this is, you know, I'm going to call my shot. This guy could be the breakout star of the team. And, you know, sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm dead wrong. I'm still waiting for Matthew Hill to break out a wide receiver. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, for me on the defensive side of the ball this year, it's Chris Thompson Jr. I love Chris Thompson Jr.'s game. Um, I thought when he got to get on the field a little bit last season, he showed some really good skill. Uh, he's he's a headhunter. He is a he is an absolute headhunter uh, and very athletic. I think putting him next to a guy like Smoke Monday, um, those two could play off of each other really really well. Um, another highly rated dude coming out of, out of high school. I think him and Tennyson did good job, uh, good jobs with their limited opportunities last season. I think Tennyson got a lot more, especially towards the end of the year. Um, but you know, they graded out really well, uh, that you see when you look at some of the advanced numbers and, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in Chris Thompson jr. Especially with Auburn not having a ton of safeties on their roster right now, guys that you would imagine you kind of circle in as natural safeties or experienced safeties. Um, I'm big on Chris Thompson Jr. I think he's got everything that it takes to become a really athletic, really impactful uh, safety over the top of this defense. Looking forward to seeing what he does, especially knowing that a guy like Garrett Mason is going to have a close eye on those safeties. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. Justin, give us the rundown one more time, how folks can sign up and what all they get when they uh, when they sign up with you. Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. Check it out. We've got a lot of stuff uh, You know, this week. Uh, more basketball related did kind of a season end uh, review award show uh, for uh, for uh, Auburn basketball. So there's a lot of stuff like cool. that out, out this week. Uh, mailbag up on Friday. 
Um, when you're listening to this, it'll, it'll already be up. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff about basketball and football in there. And then, like I said, next week, we're going to hit spring practice full speed. Um, you know, you'll get, you know, close to daily, uh, updates and, and newsletters about what's going on. Uh, you know, with Auburn's first spring practices under Brian Harson, you get two podcasts a week. There's one free one over the weekend. Uh, just find it wherever you listen to your podcast at Auburn Observer. And if you subscribe for $6 a month to $60 a year, not only do you get all the stories, you also get a premium podcast uh, in the mid our midweek show sent right to your inbox. So AuburnObserver.com, check it out. Thank you so much for your time as always, bud. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby, the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And we're on TikTok at Locked on Auburn if you're into that sort of things. That's what the kids are into these days. So we got to try it out again. We'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.